0: Okay, it is hour number three of the G Bag Nation here on 1053. The fan, hope you are having a fantastic day. Bobby Carella, Mabs.com is going to join us here in just a moment and talk about a quite a uh, disappointing loss. NBA teams were 138 and 0 when leading it uh, at any point by 27 points or more this season. And then the Lakers came back and we're leading actually with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Mavs could not come back and and, uh, win the game. So one of the most disappointing losses in a long time as Bobby mavs. dot Mavs.com joins us now here on 105.3 The Fan. Good afternoon, Bobby. Thanks for joining us again.
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen. It is never good whenever you're on the wrong side of a huge number and O record whenever you do something and uh, we found ourselves here a couple too many times this season, haven't we?
0: Yeah. How bad of a sign is this for, is there anything systemic that that's caused this? Is this small sample size? Is this guy's figuring things out and it's going to be fine? How do you approach that, that whole feeling right now with where this thing is headed?
3: Well, you know, I guess one game is just one game, but there are a lot of common themes that have been present throughout a lot of these losses this season. And, it's typically like a lot of little things stacking up, right? For example, in the first half, you know, the Mavs built a 27 point lead and they were up double digits like the whole time. But just think of how many and ones the Mavs allowed, where they got beat and they committed just a cheap foul. The Lakers get an extra point. You're still up 22, no big deal. But all of a sudden at the end of the game, it would be real sweet if you had that extra point back, you know, and and the Mavs this season in particular foul a lot and they, they concede a lot of free throws, and then also turnovers have been an issue, too. You know, this is a team that normally doesn't turn the ball over very often. But when they do, particularly when it's a live ball turnover, so the other team is getting a steal, the Mavs defense, just they, they are not a very good transition defense this year, One of the one of the worst teams in the league in that category. And so you're up 27 points. One thing you want to do is don't foul and also don't commit turnovers, but the Mavs a lot of both of those things and oftentimes they would commit a turnover and then commit a foul like on the ensuing fast break and so these are things that have been happening even in their wins but especially in their losses and especially whenever they've been trying to nurse a big lead you just got to take care of the details dot the I's cross the T's and take care of business but is this unfortunately something that they have not been able to do often enough this year you
1: know, Bobby you mentioned the turnovers and you know they had their 17th turnover late in the game the inbounds play Luca doesn't realize you can go backcourt in that situation. And I just wonder, you know, your evaluation and how concerned are you now with Kyrie and Luca? And I know it's a small sample size, and they're trying to figure out how to play together in these situations. Now you've got two studs, and there seems to be a lot of confusion here late in, late in games, clutch situations with luca and kyrie and what to do not only just getting the ball inbounded but then you saw right before the all-star break the passing back and forth to one another neither knew which one was going to shoot here what do you think moving forward in these late game situations between luca and kyrie moving forward
3: yeah i mean the, the pass back and forth thing against minnesota i'm not too worried about that because that was a, kind of a broken play and it was the first game and it's like all oh, this excitement and stuff but the one against the lakers pretty inexplicable you know i think uh you know, Luca. I don't know if he just panicked because Jared Vanderbilt kind of tipped the pass, and so Luca's sort of like I don't know, kind of chasing the ball. But you know, that is something that players generally know. This is a rule. You can throw it into the backcourt inside the final two minutes of games. And frankly, you know, I don't think it's on the coaching staff to tell that to Luca. The official himself says it on the floor. He says you can throw it in the backcourt. Like this is a widely understood rule. But it was a combination of Luca maybe panicking. And then also, you know, Kyrie tried to get him the ball, but Vanderbilt jumped the passing lane, maybe throw it a little further back, give Luca a little more room to go get the ball. Just kind of a, I I don't know, it just didn't feel like they were totally in sync there. I think one interesting thing that they could try moving forward, you know, how often late in games is Luca the guy that receives the inbound pass, but he's probably your best passer on the team, one of the best passers in the NBA, Maybe let Luca be the trigger man, get the ball into Kyrie, and then you can run some handoff stuff, or Luca can go set a screen, or Kyrie just gives it right back. Whatever the case may be, I think that now that you have another one of those alpha guys that defenses have to respect, you can afford to use Luca as the trigger man, and that opens up all sorts of opportunities for you to do different things that they haven't done this season outside of that simple action of Luca just inbounding the ball. So I think you know they got to experiment with that moving forward because you know these guys. Luca and Kyrie are too good and they're too dangerous with the ball in their hands to continuously, you know, not give themselves the chance to do something with it. You know, these, these turnovers late in games are, they're killers every single time. And so, you know, Dallas, Dallas has some work to do in that, uh, that area for sure.
2: Bobby dot com with us here in the G bag nation. What'd you think of Jason Kidd and the way he went about coaching that game yesterday and the comments that he had after the game?
3: Yeah. The comments after the game were a little cryptic, huh? Um, yeah, no. You know, the the one thing that you can say about that is, you know, j I know during the game he kind of has like this very sort of like low-key demeanor, but in practice, in the locker room, away from the cameras, he is a big-time, big-time communicator. And so I don't think that, you know, anything that he would say to the media is something that the players haven't already heard. And, you know, specifically talking about Luca, for example, arguing with the officials or not getting back in transition or whatever, but, you know, it's kind of time for like, let's see it on the floor you know so I don't I don't know if it's like a message not being received or if it's something that you know Luke is trying to work on to get better at Um, the techs are down a little bit over the last I guess three or four weeks I guess so that that is one uh, slight improvement there but you know you don't want it to have to come to that right you don't want the coach to have to give some like epically cryptic quote after a, a really tough loss in order for things to change you know, you'd like to see things change soon, and so you know, hopefully that can be the case. But as far as the way that he coached the game, and I know that uh, that a lot of fans wanted him to call timeouts, but the thing is, like, it wasn't like they gave away the 27-point lead in like two minutes. It was this sort of like gradual chipping away, right? It was 27, and then it was 20, and then it was like 16, and then it was 12, and it just like very slowly happened. And you know, he he wants to let the players have a chance to figure it out themselves. Uh, you know, Rick Carlisle called timeouts a, a little too quickly at times, I think, sometimes. Um, and so, you know, I, I think J. Kidd just has a different style there. It wasn't that the Lakers went on like a 16-0 run in three minutes. where was like, yeah, you have to call a timeout right now. Um, but, you know, the players weren't able to figure it out. And, and unfortunately, um, that's kind of what happens. If, if you leave it up to them, sometimes they're going to deliver and sometimes they won't.
0: Bobby, we can't say much about uh, too much about how much we appreciate you, man. I mean, you're just such a wealth of knowledge, and your insights are great. We are live at spring training, and we got to cut this one a little bit short, brother. But we look forward to catching up with you again soon. To talk of basketball. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yes, you. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a Mavericks team with a lot of questions around it. You can read more of Bobby's stuff at mavs.com. Joining us now. A Rangers pitcher coming off a great season. We spoke with him last year at least once during our Rangers player show, and we wanted him back. It's awesome to have him back. Pitched three innings this afternoon against the Cincinnati Reds across town, and uh, the Rangers do lead that game currently 9-2 in the sixth inning as Martin Perez joins us here on 105.3 The Fan. Good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you?
4: How you doing, guys? I'm good. I just uh, went out of the game, and I feel really good today.
0: Well, it's pretty cool to be able to talk to a player while the game is still going on. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so thanks for giving us a ring here. How are you feeling this yeah, spring? Yeah, no problem. I feel good. I've been feeling good. Uh, just building up for the World Baseball Classic. And, uh, you know, I feel uh, that everything is going well. And, uh, you know, just uh, trying to work on a couple pitches before uh, flying back to Miami. But uh, everything's going good.
1: Well, Martín, you had a good outing, uh, three innings. How would you feel today? And, and what, what do you think of the new pitch clock? I know everybody's so
4: anxious about the uh, rules
1: and, and what the pitchers think.
4: I mean, I, it doesn't bother me because I like to, you know, have good tempo during the game. But I, I think it's something that we can use uh, for us as a pitchers. And, and, you know, I was uh, I was not ready during the game to throw to a pitch the pitch and and I see the umpire. You know, he call a strike to the hitter. And we like, okay, thank you. But you know, it's, uh it's Sometimes it's confused because it's something new that we're gonna try this year. But we we can we can get better with that. But I feel I feel okay with that.
2: Do you feel like being around guys like Degrom, bringing in Evaldi? Is that like raising your own game a little bit? Being around these uh, these other star pitchers?
4: Yeah, I think uh, you know they've been uh, they've been having like a you know strong career, and, and you know they haven't. Uh, uh, Player experience too, so uh, I think it's gonna be, uh, you know, um, we're gonna handle the team on our back together. I think that is the big uh, biggest team this year, and you to stay healthy and and go deep in the game more, more, more we can. But it feels good, man, having Aubadi and Degron and John Gray, you know, and, and Odorosi. I mean, uh, we have a good communication. I think we we. Uh, building up a good plan for the season and, and move forward.
3: Martin, you, manage, you mentioned about having a plan for the season and stuff like that. Being a veteran pitcher yourself and having new manager, new coaches and stuff, is that something that you, you relish? You're like, hey, I'm excited about this, or it's like, well, I'm just going to try and be as successful as I can, kind of doing the things that I've always done?
4: No, I think uh, you know we have what we need and and I'm excited to start the season because our team look really, really good uh we have what we need and and uh, you know i uh, I have good feeling that you know something special is gonna happen, like I say, we just gotta stay together, stay focused all season, I know it's gonna be up and down, but you know we know how to handle those those things, and uh you know uh. Our goal as a pitcher, not just me. I think everybody, starter pitcher, we just gonna go deep in the game. You know, trying to uh, give a chance to our team to win many games they we can and and move forward. But I mean, uh, it's exciting to be here with the Rangers. Uh, have new faces, new coaches, and and the new manager. You know, he's a uh, he's an amazing manager. Not just a manager, as a manager. I think as a person, he's he's really good and 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 he understand you know, players, and, and that's why you, uh, as a player, that's what you're looking for, you know, have a manager that he understands you, and, and, and you know, he always talks to us, and, and, and you know, he's just trying to make us comfortable every day.
0: Martin Perez with you here. Some great words there about the new skipper, Bruce Bochi. What what goes into being ready to pitch deeper in games, Martin? Have, have, you, have you been trying to work out, lifting more weights in the offseason, or, or what goes into that?
4: No I just trying to you know get my my uh, routine back and and don't trying to do much. I think uh, you know mix your pitches, trying to you know uh, move the ball over the plate and, and and you're gonna go deep in the game no matter what I think less pitch you throw more strike you can throw that's one of my goals too and and you know trying to uh, you know just throw a lot of strikes I think if you we, we do that things little things together and like I told you guys, something good is going to happen and and not just in, in my side I think in, in relievers too I mean they got a different mentality and, and we're ready to go.
1: How's it been getting to work uh, with Mike Maddox again? I, I believe you got to work with him early in your career when he was with the Rangers before he left but what's it been like this time around?
4: I mean Mike is amazing person uh, one of the uh, uh, you know that good pitching coach in, in in the league and you know he's been around for a long time and he knows how to talk to you and he knows how to prepare the plan for the game and that's good for us and I haven't him before and you know I know him really good and, and he knows me so we have good communication and, and and I think what he's doing right now like trying to make you know simple things or, 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 or you know like he don't trying to um explain to you a couple of things and you can uh i'm, I'm confused he's a really simple guy and mm. he just want you to you know attack the hitters throw a lot of strikes and and uh, you know be ready every every day to to compete
1: well we had a blast watching you pitch last year it was an all-star season for you was this off season any different did you get any more attention from fans when you were out and about going to the grocery store or anything
4: yeah, yeah, because, you know, people know me a little bit more, but I'm the same guy, man. I mean, nothing changed. I'm a humble guy, and, and I'm always going to be out there for the fans. And, and you know, I think uh, the fans been doing a great job, you know, and, and you know, helping us and, 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 you know, always be there for us and in the stands. So, but, uh, you know, I think nothing changed. Everything is the same. I just trying to be ready for the season and and, and be ready every five days to go up there and win games.
2: All right, Martin. We're going to be keeping a tally all week long, talking to uh, guys like you, your teammates, okay, and uh, trying to figure out what's the best uh, menu item at the fast food spot called Sonic. Are you familiar uh, with Sonic and their wide variety menu?
4: um yeah maybe i've been you know i'll try a couple 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 of Sony uh burgers and, and burrito so Ooh,
2: nice. okay see and that's the beauty of the sonic are you gonna get the burrito are you gonna get the cheeseburger what's the would you have a personal preference usually when you're going fast food are you going with the cheeseburger is that kind of the tried and true or are you yeah i like to go with guy? the
4: cheese, cheese cheeseburger cheeseburger you know if you're gonna cheat and and in your food it has to be something like you know big and 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 you know huge. But that's always try the cheeseburger with a French fries and lemonade. So always. Ooh, I love it! Go big or go home with something like that.
2: Hell yeah, Martin! <laughs> All right, that's beautiful. Now, okay, obviously it's a supersonic double. I mean, there's no question about that. Are we throwing bacon on this bad boy?
4: Ah, uh, yes, yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mustard 100%. is
2: must is mustard a go? Yes. Okay, okay, so we're going bacon and mustard. Are we doing any of the veggies, or are we just keeping this thing carnivorous? I like to
4: go, yeah, I like to go lettuce and tomato and onion. You know, I don't like pickles much, but that's uh, the veggies that I like to, you know, uh, eat when I eat a cheeseburger.
2: That's outstanding. This guy's giving some fantastic takes right now. All right, final question for you, Martine, on the food category here. What are we dipping the French fries in?
4: Uh, I like to eat the French fries with uh, cheese, you know, Parmesan cheese. And uh, you know, uh, um, tomato sauce. that's
2: it. outstanding. Okay, Martin Perez, ladies and gentlemen, with the great food takes up in here, boys. This is huge.
3: I tell you what, I learned a lot, Martin. I appreciate your hamburger takes quite well. Hey, I was going to ask you. You mentioned about playing in the in the in the the baseball classic, the World Baseball Classic, and and talk about you know you, you, your roster there in Venezuela. It's just littered with stars talk about the pride that you have of playing for your country and and what it means to you being a part of that team
4: you know that's something that that you always trying to uh be part of the you know be part of your country team because growing up that's what you're looking for you know and and now I have a chance as a professional baseball player and represent my country that I means a lot for me you know and and I think uh, we have a WhatsApp group, and we always we, we talk every day as a team. And 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 I think we are not having many chance to play many games, but if we go out there and we do uh, the little teams in baseball, I think we will win, you know, the games that we need. And 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 as a pitcher, we just got to go up there and, and attack the hitters. But we have good team, um, we have good defense, we have everything. I think uh, our focus is just. Go out there and compete, and, 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 you know, uh, at the end of the night, you're going to have a good result.
0: Well, Martin, it's great to catch up with you as always. Uh, Congrats on all your success, and and best of luck making it two All-Star games in a row. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I, I will do it. Okay, guys. Right on. Okay. Let's go. I love the confidence. And I love the burger. There he is, Martin Perez with you, left-handed a pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He was the Rangers pitcher of the year last year. He, he was. He did a great job, and it was awesome to see the breakout.
4: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long.